powered by Riverside FM. You're listening to the 2400 Block Podcast with Johnny Roos. Hey, John Lou Diamond Phillips here, LDP in the house. How you doing, brother? Hey, everyone. Welcome to a fresh episode of the 2400 Block Podcast. It's Johnny Roos in the pod. Well, for today, I will be John John the Phenomenon. All thanks to my featured guest here who came up with that nickname for me many years ago. And he is no stranger to the pro wrestling world. He is currently featured on Impact Wrestling, which is shown on Access TV. And he's also a reality TV star who has appeared on The Bachelorette and also a uh, once a Chippendales dancer, too. Okay, we'll get to that and many more. All right, I present to you guys the one and only Kenny Lane, also known to the world as Kenny King. Welcome to the show. How are you feeling today? That was a hell of an intro, John John. I need to hire you as my PR guy. <laughs> well, thanks for taking the time to join me here. Uh, you know, bro, it, it's just so good to see you again. You know, we've come a long way since we last saw each other in 2008. Yeah, man, it's been a very, very long time. You know? <laughs> very long time. It's crazy. Yeah, and I would like to let you guys know that me and Kenny go way back. I mean, we've had a history and that we have maintained contact throughout the years. I'm very grateful for that. And last time we saw each other in person was when we worked at that timeshare resort in Kissimmee, Florida, off the 192. And I still remember that food run that we did for the lady workers uh, there <laughs> because we were indeed the classy gentlemen, right? Yes, yes. The Orange Lake. Shout out to Orange Lake Resorts on 192 <laughs> Orlando. <laughs> yeah, and while I'm at it, I want to give a special shout out to LaShonda, Omira, Carmen, Awelda, Maggie, Vanessa, wow. Apri, Candace, wow. Danette, Indira, <laughs> Perina, Wendy, and many more of the ladies out there I can't name who did work there at one point or, or still are. And so, yeah, much love goes out to all of them. I haven't heard of some of those names in a long time. Shout out to all the contracts. <laughs> Shout out to the contracts, ladies, though. They were the best, for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. So you're ready for this Q&A session here? Yeah, man. Let's get to it. All right. All right. Take us back to your childhood, Kenny. What was it like growing up in your household? Uh, I, well, that's an interesting question. That's that's one that I don't think I've had a, at a, on a podcast before. Um, you know, so I, I grew up in New York City, uh, uh-huh. Queens. Um, was uh, you know had a mom a dad an older sister uh, very close family uh, my family's from my father's side is from Guyana so oh. we're you know very very close knit family um, always aunts and uncles and cousins and whatnot around uh, then we moved to Florida uh, Florida's a little different um, you know but it was always like you know we had, we had a very close knit family we were always um, you know family was very important. Uh, so like that was, that was just always one of the things to look forward to is like events, like, you know, weddings or, or, or like Thanksgiving or Christmases or stuff like that. So that's, uh, yeah, man, good question. So, um, were you, were you in Orlando at a time or you're in, uh, like Dr. Phillips? I know you went to Dr. Phillips high school. Yeah, I went to, uh, so when I went to Orlando, uh, that's when I went to Dr. Phillips high school. Shout out to DP, ah, uh, DP, uh, <laughs> which is you know the, high, the only high school uh, that's right across the street from an amusement park. Uh, yep. Doctor Phil High School's on Turkey Lake Road. On the other side is Universal Studios and the Islands of Adventure. So uh, that oh, was yeah, fun in high school, having a Universal ID and being like, "Do I want to go to school today?" Nah, I'm going <laughs> Man, over. <you> were set. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. It was all right. 
Yes. So uh, what got you interested in pro wrestling? Who did you consider to be your role models back then? Oh, man. See, I've loved pro wrestling alone for a long time. Um, I can remember in New York getting a VHS tape with some of my cousins when we were watching like some pro wrestling. And uh, Demolition was like my favorite squad way back when. And uh, it was just one of those things where I just loved everything about it, the pageantry, the athleticism, the, the, the aggression. Uh, so way before I got any anything had anything to do with pro wrestling, I was a, I was a pro wrestling fan, uh, ravishing Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart, uh, those guys. A little bit, you know, a little more contemporary, like guys like The Rock and and Chris Jericho and and Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn. Like those were the guys that I was oh. really after like, growing up. Wow! Did you actually attend a, uh, one of those pro wrestling events, WWF or uh, WCW at the time? Oh man, I've been a, a couple of them. Excuse me, I don't know where I'm getting allergies from, but uh, uh, I went to a couple of them uh, as kids. Like I can remember going to like events with my dad at Madison Square Garden. Uh, I, I remember going to Royal Rumble '92 or '93, whichever one is in Orlando. I remember going to that one. So I went to quite a few of, of, of actual like WWE live events growing up. Oh, that's great. And I know part of your uh, humble beginnings as a pro wrestler comes from the reality TV show Tough Enough. You appeared on season two and you were one of the finalists. What was that experience like? Um, well, I mean, I never really wanted to be a pro wrestler. I just liked it, right? So it was uh -huh. like one of the, like back in the days, it's not like today where you have the internet and if you can just type up where, you know, pro wrestling schools, uh, it was kind of unheard of. Like you had to know somebody. And um, so I just remember watching it the first season of my dorm room, like, man, I can do that. Those guys aren't even athletes. Like, I know I can do that. And then I ended up moving to Vegas. Um, and it just kind of, as fate would happen, like, that's where the auditions were. And I remember sending mm -hmm. them to get the tape back and, and, and still really not having any idea what I was getting myself into. I just knew that, yeah, I was an athlete. I was physical. Like, there's, I wasn't worried about, like, any part of that. But, like, um, I can remember, like, my first and second week being, like, damn, there's just so much more to this that I had any idea about. Like, you think it's just, oh, you know, guys in the ring and, and hitting each other and, and, and whatever. Yeah. Like, when you really break down what makes good pro wrestling, right? Anybody can just get in the ring and do whatever. But when you uh, think about what makes a good pro wrestling, uh, there's a lot to it. There's a whole lot to it, and there's a lot that goes into that, that you would have no idea about unless you were in the business. Mm. Okay. Of all the trainers that were on Tough Enough, as well as a few more that mentored you on the independent circuit, which one was the most beneficial to your pro wrestling career? Um, I can't really say that any one of them was more beneficial than the other. Um, I just have been blessed to have like the like the, the, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or like the Voltron of, of wrestling training. Um, you know, with Tough Enough, I got Al Snow and Chavo Guerrero and Bob Holly and ivory and each one of those people by themselves would be an amazing trainer like just the, the wealth of knowledge that each one of those individual performers has but to get them all together and to be able to get bits and pieces from each one of them uh and then to go on the independence and then be like mentored by guys like scott casey and like I, I i tell my students now like one of the reasons why i'm able to cut a promo is is because i i had to be tortured by nick bockwinkle like we'd cut promos and he'd give us you know we'd do them old school like mean gene style he'd he'd be the host and i'd be the uh -huh. you know the 
interviewer and he'd give you like 15, 10 seconds. And if it was not good, he'd start like, whoa, whoa, doesn't that suck? We're going to try that again when I don't want to kill myself. And just like whatever, he, he would just not be, you know, he would be a, he, he, like a tough coach. So um, yeah. I'm just blessed. I'm lucky to be able to uh, be be mentored by, by the people that, in, in, at, at that young stage in the business, to be mentored by the people that I was able to be mentored by. I see. Awesome. Uh, by the way, when you did those promos, were you usually good on the first try? No. Oh, God, no. no. I mean, I, you know, I, I, my, my acting background had given me an idea of how to deliver lines and, and, and how to get certain points across. But there, there's, a, there's a thing about a wrestling promo that you have to learn. And you have to know who you are first as a, as a pro wrestler and as a character. Um, otherwise, you're just saying random stuff and it doesn't really fit. So once you kind of have a good grasp of that, uh, and it, took, you know, it takes a while, it takes everybody a while to kind of get it. But once I got it, I got it. So, <laughs> uh, and then promos just kind of came. You know, that was just oh. part of my skill set. I had to build them, but it just became part of my skill set after that. Great. So after Tough Enough, where did you go next? Uh, after Tough Enough, I just went on the independence. Um, I, I I was working timeshare jobs to support my wrestling habit, and I was just trying to get my name out there. Well, because. The thing about Tough Enough was there was a lot of, so I was on the second season, and the first season, uh, there was a lot of people that, had, you know, halfway trained, shout out to Raising Kings, uh, halfway trained, uh, and still going out on the independents, and then they sucked, and they just weren't good, and, you know, it was one of those things where people were getting clowned for going out and just not being good. So um, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to have that be part of you know, what people thought about me when they thought about pro wrestling. So I, um, I went to like that school. I trained for a year. We did shows and everything. Like I trained for a year before I took any independent actual like bookings for money because there was a bunch of people like uh, whose names I won't name, but there was a bunch of names who just, uh, <laughs> they just weren't good and they were kind of messed up with tough enough names. So I don't want to be that guy. I wanted to be, you know, fully established before I started doing this as a professional. Mm. You know, when I uh, when I worked with you at the Timeshare Resort, how often uh, in a week did you have to wrestle? Uh, man, at that time, it was not very often, right? Like, uh, I was just getting started at Ring of Honor back then, and uh, I would do independence. So, like, I would end, so I would wrestle like every weekend, basically. Uh-huh. Um, it would or every other weekend. Like, I would I would find some some independent booking to take. Uh, or like if I would, you know, in, in the in the very beginning of Ring of Honor, I wasn't getting flown out very often. So, yeah. um, so I, I would try to make every at least one or two weekends a month wrestling at that point. Great. Um, now, do you recall your first pro wrestling match in front of a live audience? You remember your very first match? Were yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I still get nervous now. Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's a performance thing. Uh, but I was very nervous. Um, I, it was a six man. It was here in Las Vegas. It was myself, a guy named Super Butcher, and a guy named Reno Tafuli, who's a third cousin of the Fatus. And uh, against a guy named Rush, who was the owner of the school, Matt Major Maniac. Oh, no, I take that back. It was me. Uh, Super Butcher was a real big guy. And, uh, and Jimmy Stucker Jr., who was Deuce, I think it was. 
Deuce and Domino. I think it was Deuce. It was one of those. Cliff Compton was Domino. Jimmy's Jr. was Deuce. So Deuce from Deuce and Domino, those guys. Um, he was in my first match. It was a six-man. And I just remember being like, this is crazy. I dig this. Like, this is... <laughs> and then I remember sitting at Denny's. Uh, I don't know exactly which one. It was a Denny's on Tropicana and Decatur, right over where I go to work out, even still. Um, and I'm sitting at a table, like the first of many, many of these after-show uh, Denny's, especially like in the independence, there's only one thing open after the show, so you gotta get this Denny's. Yeah, um, I just remember sitting there, like looking around at the table. And some of these, some of the people have been doing it way longer than I am. Some of them were just breaking in, just like me. But I was looking at the table, like, damn, I'm. This is like I'm involved in something now. Like this is this is this is crazy. Like this, I'm actually doing this, and I never forgot that, and I don't think I ever will. Now, your first match, was that in an arena, in a gym, or a bar or something? Because oh, some of these no. matches can be held anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get to arenas for for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, so this was the, the place that I trained. So I went to a, a place called the Las Vegas Pro Wrestling Academy, and they had a, a promotion called the, U, the UPW, or Ultimate Pro Wrestling, attached to it. So we would do shows in the same warehouse that we trained. It was a warehouse right behind the Rio uh, casino and hotel. Um, <laughs> there were maybe it, it sat on a really, really, really packed forty people. Um, it was, you know what I mean. It was not. It's very humble, humble beginnings. Um, but yeah, man, like we'd go. Whether it was cold, sometimes it get freezing. Sometimes in the summer it would be like baking hot in there. But we had our little faithful, our faithful twenty twenty five. And sometimes, like I said, we get to forty, forty five people. I'm like, yeah, man, we packed the house. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that, uh, you know, that's, that's just part of the story. Everybody's got their, 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 how they broke in and what, what, what it was when they first started. I mean, you know, going from, from stuff like that to a sold out Madison Square Garden, uh, it's, it's, that's the journey, right? That's the journey. Wow. When I knew you, you were just in your, I think six year, uh, now you're in your 21 years. Wow. Six years. That's amazing. By the way, I see you have all these nicknames: the Natural, Pretty Boy, Pitbull, the King of the Night, the Championship Chairman, the Chairman of Championships. Which was the best one for you? You think? Oh, uh, the one, the one that's the one that's that's consistently stuck has been the Pretty Boy Pitbull. I think that's the one that <laughs> that's the beginning, and I think that's that's the one I'll uh, I'll take with me to the end. Oh, awesome. See, I don't, I don't uh, have a chance to watch Impact because uh, I have YouTube TV and they don't have access TV, and I'm pissed off. But <laughs> I do keep an, uh, you know, a keep uh, uh, an eye on what's happening on Impact by way of YouTube, and that's when I saw your match there with Speedball, Speedball guy. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, name. it was a really good match. It was really unique. Um, yeah, it was really, I was really proud of that. Yeah, I mean, just to see you guys just. Get going to fall out of the ring. I'm like, oh my goodness, that just that that really had me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, it's it's a it's a, a specialty match type. So yeah. uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of risk involved. There's a lot of things that that can go wrong, uh, and you kind of have to just give. You got to give <laughs> a little bit more in those kind of matches, and, and just kind of hope things work out. So I'm glad it did, though. You know, although you did lose that by by way of knockout, you guys absolutely killed it. And uh, any chance we'll see you guys go at it again in the future, maybe? Uh, if I see Speedball again, I'll probably hit him with my car. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I hear that, man. 
All right. Um, <clears throat> if you can, if you um, can name these right off the bat, what wrestling promotions were you involved in? Major ones or all ones? Um, various ones, whether it's independent or the big, uh, the big names. Well, uh, Impact, Ring of Honor, mm -hmm. uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, uh, CMLL down in Mexico, The Crash in Mexico, uh, Pro Wrestling Chaos in Wales and the UK, Pro Wrestling in, uh, what is it, Rev Pro, Rev Pro in the UK, uh, as far as Independence, Pro Wrestling Gorilla here. Uh, in the states, uh, FIP Full Impact Pro in the states, uh, got all kinds of uh, Future Stars Pro, Future Stars of Wrestling. Uh, now like West Coast Pro and in South in South in San Francisco. Uh, um, I think I'm gonna go work for AAW in Illinois here pretty soon. So like <laughs> the independent list. Yeah, that I've, I've worked for, and I'm probably you know. Because I didn't work independence for like six or seven years, because I was with Impact and with Ring of Honor, and I didn't, I was, you know, I was, I was exclusive. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's 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 talk about Chippendales. Okay, we all know what that is. The ladies out there definitely know what that is. Now, did someone coax you into doing that gig? I mean, that must have well, took a lot of convincing. It did. Uh, so I used to. Uh, years and years and years ago, uh, I was a roommate. Well, he wasn't room, my roommate. He was kind of living on my couch, but uh, he was a guy that I that I've known for a long time. Uh, he's a singer. Uh, he's actually a really talented guy. He wrote four, three or four songs on the uh, the the No String Attached album on the Insync on the, the Insync like multi platinum. So he's a real talented dude, a uh, real talented okay. singer. So, but he was uh, the singer for the Chippendales tour in Europe. Um, and he kept saying, hey, man, do you want to go on tour in Europe and, you know, Chippendales? I'm like, yeah, no. Cool. That's not, that's not what I'm trying to do, so, <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks anyway. Uh, and he would go and come back and be like, hey, bro, you might want to do this. And I'm like, yeah. Nope. Still good. Uh, so one day it was his birthday, and he was like, hey, uh, hey, man, you know, let's, let's go over to the Chippendales show in Vegas. And I was like, bro, why do I want to do the show? Like, why do I want to, I definitely don't want to watch it. Like, what are we, banana hammocks and all that, like that oil? That's not my thing, right? So, um, so it was his birthday, so we kept telling him. So I was like, all right, fine, let's go, right? And then I was like, so I got to the show, was, uh, the, 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 the theater in, in Vegas is holds about four or 500 women. And, uh, and I'm looking around, I'm like, huh, there's about four, four or 500 women here. Um. And, you know, my idea of what it was is, like, you know, dudes on stage and lap dances and all that. And it, and it completely is different. It was all choreographed stage choreography, like, set changes, lights. It was like a, it was like a Vegas, it was a Vegas show. It wasn't really what you think, think about, like, when you think about Magic Mike, you think about, like, tips and dollar bills and all that. And it ain't like that at all. It was very much like a Cirque du Soleil show, just with dudes that dance and take their shirts <laughs> off. Um, so, after I saw that, I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, I think I want to do this. So uh, I started doing the, the, the European tour. And um, my very first show was at Chippendale. Uh, I was in Berlin. Uh, I was at the Berlin Arena or some arena in Berlin in front of like 7,000 women. Um, and at that point, I had wrestled in front of 7,000 people. So I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And I did the world tours. We did, uh, we did 17 or 18 cities in Europe. Um, 
Germany to Italy to uh, Slovenia, Prague or uh, Vienna, wherever that. Uh, yeah, so a bunch of different cities. So uh, you know, but then I was kind of I was kind of done with it for a while, and then I moved back to Vegas. And then, so the Vegas show is like, it's a lot different because it's like, it's a seniority thing. Like you have to die or get fired to be in the Vegas show. And, uh, and eventually I worked my way into the Vegas show and I, I worked there until 2015 when I hung up my cuffs and collars. Hmm. Now, during your Chippendales thing, uh, did anyone recognize you? They're like, yo, that's Kenny King, the wrestler. No? Yeah. Well, I was, I was, I was working at Chippendales Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I was flying hmm from uh, Vegas to Orlando Wednesday night to do live impact on Thursdays, do live impact Thursdays, do show Friday. Uh, and sometimes we do show Saturday and then I'd fly back to Vegas and work at Chippendales on Sunday. So, uh, I, I was, they were, you know, I was very, very doing both. And yeah, wow. lots of people were like, Oh my God, I love you. You're a great wrestler. So it was, it was a cool little crossover. Oh, that's cool, man. I don't know how you did it, but did, you did well. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> it did get done. All right. Can I have to be honest with you? Uh, due to the busy things going on in my life, I, I didn't have time to, to watch TV as often. And so I wasn't able to see you on the Bachelorette reality TV show. I did That's see okay. a commercial and saw you. You know, I missed out, though. And how did you fare out of all the male contestants vying for the Bachelorette herself? That is uh, Rachel Lindsay, if I remember. Uh, I mean, I think it was 30 guys to start, and I was like the ninth one. Oh. The last, the or lasted to like the ninth, so I was the number nine, I think. Uh-huh. And then, so I mean, it was it was a great experience. I really enjoyed uh, getting to know Rachel and getting to know like really my 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 castmates. There's you know all these years later, we still keep in touch. We still have a group chat. We still you know we still That's keep great. up with each other. Um, so it was a great experience. Um, the fan base of the Bachelor and the Bachelorette is as rabid and crazy and, and dedicated and loyal as pro wrestling. So it was, it was kind of an easy switch, but it was, uh, it was definitely, uh, a, a, a very interesting, um, uh, experience. Great, man. You're, you're versatile in everything. Um, what do you like doing on your spare time? I know you've done all those things, but what do you like doing on your spare time? What, what makes Kenny King, um, you know, interested like, man, I like when to it chill. comes to all that other stuff huh i like to chill man like yeah. i travel so much i was in the airport i was on an airplane uh, i like to you know like i like my place i like my space um uh, you know things that i do daily i work out i like to cook uh i like yoga movies um you know what i mean like while i play video games to, to decompress um you know from from home and i want to do some stuff like i'm all that was down for live music I like to go to concerts. I like to go find, you know, I, I'm a big eater. So I like to eat, you know, new restaurants, new food. That's always, always up my alley. So, you know, just, just stuff that has nothing to do with pro wrestling usually is my favorite stuff to do. Yeah. By the way, my, my girlfriend ate at a restaurant in Dr. Phillips. It was a seafood restaurant and she loved it so much. Whatever she was, that was, she was eating at the time. Hmm. I forgot the name of the restaurant. So I just wanted to bring that up to you, but I don't, I forgot the name. Yeah, it's uh, my Dr. Phillips days are, are are quite in the past. I'm not sure what. I'm sure you know. Every time I go, there's like three, three or four new restaurants. So I'm sure yeah. she had a, she had a great time. Yeah, 
So, okay, aside from your duties in the ring, you are beyond a shadow of a doubt a super dad, and it's good to see your daughter Mackenzie finally growing up from the little girl she was to the young lady she is now. And that being said, I would like to say to you personally and to congratulate you on, on, on doing a good job raising her well. She has a bright future ahead, thanks to you. You know, you truly deserve all the praise, bro. Oh, well, thank you, man. I mean, only one of us is happy to see her grow up. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to keep her eight years old for like three or four more years, but that ain't happening. That ain't happening. But no, she's, uh, I'm really blessed, man. She's, she's an amazing kid. She's very smart, very kind, um, uh-huh. very aware of, 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 of her situation, her circumstances, and just who she is as a person. And I think that's amazing. And I'm just in awe. Like she's, I'm in awe to, to listen to her and, 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 and to watch her grow into this young lady. It's, um, it's really, it's been a beautiful thing. Great. And uh, God bless you all always. Um, During your 21 years in in pro wrestling now, uh, who did you like working with in the ring? Oh, man, I've I've been blessed to really work with some of the, some just amazing, amazing pro wrestlers. I mean, I've been in the ring with guys like Seth Rollins, uh, guys like Will Ospreay, guys Mm -hmm. like Kevin Owens, you know, guys like the Young Bucks. Um, I've I've just been you know my career I've had have have an amazing pretty much a who's who of the entire like past present and future of pro wrestling I think I've I've been in the ring with uh you know some of the things that stuck out to me um getting the opportunity to wrestle Jerry Lynn uh Jerry Lynn like I said was a guy who was very 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 influential to me as a young as a young Kenny Kenny Lane before there was a Kenny King Rob Van Dam getting to beat Rob Van Dam for the X Division Championship was like a two for one in my brain because. Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn's matches were just the stuff, right? Like just everything yeah. that I used to, everything about pro wrestling. And then the X Division, just watching that as it was being, as a young pro wrestler, being like, oh man, I'm going to be able to compete in the X Division. So being able to win the X Division championship from a guy like Rob Van Dam is just like a career, uh, it's like a career milestone for yeah. sure. And then, you know, I mean, you know, just being able to wrestle guys like I've wrestled like legends like uh, well, I mean, those guys are legends. But I went to Mexico and wrestled wrestled guys like Ultimo Guerrero and Atlantis, like Atlantis Senior and, and Negro Casas, and and I've been in the ring with Monero Suzuki and and Jushin Thunder Liger. Like I mean, just you know, just amazing names, <laughs> and that that I'm absolutely just uh, just honored to be able to even share the ring with. Man, uh, that actually led me to this next question here. I want to ask you: of all the matches that you've had so far, which one truly define your work resume? Uh, I mean, let's put those two up there: Rob Van Dam, Jerry Lynn, um, Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, Hangman Adam Page, Cody Rhodes. You know, these are all. Uh, you know, I've got. We beat. Uh, world's greatest tag team, Shelton, Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Titles. Uh, any any match, any match that I got with with uh, the Briscoes, uh, Mark and Jay Briscoe are were, were, were the greatest tag team, yeah, ever. Uh, like no matter what, like they're, they're the greatest. In my opinion, they're the greatest tag team that's ever that's like ever lived. So um, I just be able to just step in the ring with them, and I've had. 
multiple <laughs> epic clashes with them, ladder war with the Briscoes, like over the tag championships. So, I mean, you know, the the, the kids' discography is is pretty extensive. Oh man, yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so uh, wow, where do you see yourself five to ten years from now? Will you still be wrestling past your prime, like Chris Jericho, Jeff Jarrett, Too Cold Scorpio, Tommy Dreamer, Sting, Billy Gunn, Scott Stein? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I think you know the next three to five years will probably we'll we'll, we'll probably see the end of Kenny King's uh, in ring mm -hmm. career. Um, I'm still wrestling at a very high level right now, but I don't want to. Uh -huh. I don't want to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm just in that in that motion now of just looking for things to transition, looking like where where my passion is, where my heart's at, what is what are the things that I want to do. Um, I've been blessed to be in, in wrestling 20, 22 years, by the way. Uh, November, oh, okay. makes, November 22 makes 22 years, folks. Yeah. Uh, November actually makes 20, 20, November makes 22. Okay. 2003, yeah. November makes 22. So you're right. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, not a, lot of, not a lot of guys get 22 years of pro wrestling. <laughs> so uh, I feel like I've been extremely blessed to be able to do so, to do so at a high level, to be able to do so where, you know, um, where I've been a name for over half my career. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, hopefully something cool is next. We'll see. Maybe something in the entertainment industry, maybe behind the scenes? Uh, I mean, I'm an entertainment guy, so it's something. So whatever's next is yeah. probably going to be behind the, in front of the camera. So oh. we'll see. <laughs> and lastly, this one's for the fans. Coming off the heels from your match with the legend Tommy Dreamer, in which the Impact Wrestling Digital Media title was on the line at Victory Road, can you tell your loyal fan base what's next for Kenny King? Uh we're going to find a way to get our justice back. If you watch the match, you watched everybody in their mama come out to try to t stop Kenny King. And, you know, the fact that that was even allowed to happen is just indicative of what goes on uh, in Impact. So, uh, you know, just keep just just keep watching. I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm really hot right now. And uh, and the next thing the next thing I do will probably be the best thing I do. Cool. Because, you know, man, it sucks you lost that night because it would have been awesome for you to have shown that belt in all its glory right here on the show tonight. Yeah, it would have been nice. I agree. Yeah. All right. We have reached the end of this episode. Thanks so much, Kenny, for your time in making an appearance and having to answer all my questions here. Anytime. Anything for you, John John.